Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Whoa, in stereo. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Welcome to episode 833 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm joined today by JD Raider and Ben Funky Askren. These guys, oh, they, they, they had their whole little bit, what was that, last week about, oh, I was late, which was obviously a lie. And these guys, just the skin of their teeth, make it on time. Ben logs on at 840. What I hear is eight, these late. two well, were on time. Minutes. I was late last week. No. That's what I you heard. You know what? On the calendar minutes. invite, on the calendar invite, it says 8 o'clock. So technically, you were both late. And uh, that's I mean, that's a demerit for pull, each of pull you. Pull the listeners. Pull the listeners. It was that it, You are getting a demerit. Three demerits. Listen, you were late by 14 minutes. You don't got to start like trying to nitpick us. Listen, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hey, okay. Are you going to make it to Michigan today? Because I thought, I thought that uh, the power went out at the Austin Airport yesterday. It did. I restored it. We have power in the Austin Bergstrom International Airport. It's going to be fine. The boys leaving yesterday had to deal with a little bit, um, but it's okay. uh, it's happening. We had people going to who's number one and worlds yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are doing double. Uh, Spay and um, Tyler, new guy Tyler are going straight from who's number one to Serbia. So that's going to be fun. Really? But yeah, inexplicably, the uh, the airport lost lost power. And you know what? I booked the – I uh, you know, my travel patterns, I always take the first flight out. But I decided, because I, I love you and I love doing this show, it's like, you know what? I'll back it up. I'll have an 1130 flight so we can get this Thursday FRL off the week before World starts. And we got a little – we didn't talk about it yet. I think I just forgot to. But – we have a change on our Greco World team with yeah. Theoki. What's up with this? <laughs> I asked. They literally would not tell me anything. We have an idea, but I'm not gonna uh, okay. put it out there. Got but it. Jesse Theoki and Ben Provisor out off the team. Wait, uh, both of them? Deuces. Ben Provisor and Sammy Jones, or excuse me, Sammy Jones and Spencer Woods are replacing those two. Dang, and that, what the heck? That's all we get to know. But. 
So three, okay, three changes. You, I, gotta, I gotta ask you a question. I gotta ask you a question. Okay. Has the men's freestyle world team ever had three changes after the team has been set? I don't think so, man. They, I mean, not since I've been following that I can recall. Three. Uh, this is three on one team. Three on one team. It's almost thirty-three <laughs> percent. I'll check into that. It is close. Wow. Uh, yeah, basically a third of the team swapped. Like this is this change was announced basically a week before Worlds started uh, for them. Because I would, I think Sammy wrestles plus, plus a coach se- September eleventh. What'd you say? Plus a coach. I forgot about. Um, yes. Yeah, Every close. yeah. Final X New York was the end of a lot of Greco <laughs> time Dude, of real what transition. The heck? That's very strange. Um, so strange. Strange times for for U.S. Greco. But um, so anyway, that starts soon. So I w- we wouldn't be able to talk about it. Uh, this is our last chance to bring you abreast of that. We don't know what's up with it. Jeff Baxter will look into it. Um, but um, yeah. Okay. Jeff Baxter, look into it for us. Yeah, Jeff. Maybe Jeff is Dang, asking us. Two Wisconsinites right there. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, what the Too heck? There, you they, know. They, maybe they, they love the Greco, but they 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 do everything. They make the team, and then next thing you know, it they're off. But they did get a Wisconsin Badger on the team because uh, the other dude he got out of there. Hancock. So Amos is on the team. Yes. Yes, indeed. Wow. Uh, so. Made it happen. Okay. I think he was on the same flight plan as Seth Gross. He had oh, some really? To uh, get into Serbia. Yeah, well, they were they were actually going to Rammstein, the Air Force Base, first. That's Rammstein. often That's where they often acclimate and then in Germany, and then they go to wherever they're going. And now that's what they're – I think some of them – and then they, they end up heading over to Serbia and, like, kind of stages based on when they're going to compete. So I think some of them are still in Germany. Uh, on the men's freestyle side because they don't compete for over a week or approximately a week. We have very exciting uh, week coming up for wrestling because we have who's number one tomorrow. I'm leaving this morning right after the show to head there. We've got women's card starts at 4 Eastern, men at 7 Eastern, live live on flow, of course. Very excited for this card. Um, It's my first time. I did not go to... Who's number one last year? Back this year. Very, very exciting stuff. Um, ben, what are some – I know Bray was on and you talked about things a little more extensively, so we won't get so into it. Yeah, but, you uh, you missed the show that day. Jeez, can't believe you. Well, yeah, sorry. Um, I never um, I, mean, I, I never think the main to. thing that we, we talked about was that the matches that I want to see the most are the ones that are not happening. Oh, well, thanks, Ben. Um, <laughs> well, it's unfortunate. We got the big, big boys, the 220s. Um, and really, you could kind of mix that up a few ways because you got Hopke, uh, who won a world medal. You got Keeter, who won a world medal. And then you have Christian Carroll, um, one, two, and three. I mean, I think we could do a little round, round robin there. Let's have some fun. I, I love having fun. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not doing it. Um, okay. Yeah. Is that it? Can can any it. matches you the, are the excited the about? Show, the show is actually over now. All right. <laughs> That's it. No, the other thing I actually complained about, I don't know if you watched the show, is, um, so I got a lot of complaints here, Christian, and then we can talk about the matches. The other one that I complained about that I didn't really like uh, of the president it set is there's two of these dudes, Mark Anthony McGowan and Angela Froy, 
who have not competed since last February. And we, you know, for me, um, man, I hate the letting the dude hold on to the number one spot when they haven't, not, and not because of injury. If they got torn ACL and they're out, whatever, right? But just on their own choosing to not compete for, say, a seven-month window, um, that's hard for me. Because all these other dudes, they're out in the streets. They're trying to make cadet and junior world teams. They're at Fargo, junior duels. They're at all these places. Um, and so, like, you know, if you get ranked that high and then you just start – uh, I don't want it's not ducking because I don't think that's what they're doing, but just choosing to sit out mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't think you should be able to maintain your number one spot. I'm I'm team streets. Um, team streets. There we go. We love Let's the go. streets. We love the streets. We were born in the streets. Yeah. In the streets. Who knows the streets more than us three? But however, to play contrarian, that almost makes me more excited for these matches because for whatever reason they chose to sit out. They didn't prioritize Fargo or making a freestyle world team. So it's like, have they, where are they at? Yeah. We haven't we haven't gotten to see them for however many months that is, half a year. Which yeah. in high school terms, it's like, all right, so they peaked for That's a lot. postseason. It is a lot because most guys compete. But if you think about it in terms of like a college season, it's like, you you peak for your postseason, yeah, which they did, and now it's the beginning of the wrestling season. Yeah, that's it's really not a crazy amount of time. No, it's not. I think we're just used to this new sort of phase in wrestling, high school wrestling, where man, the the pinnacles are making cadet world teams and and possibly Fargo. Yeah, but you know that's not that's not the end all be all every year for every guy, and um, I think you can't just write them off completely and i'm not i'm not writing them off it's not what i'm doing at all well you can't disinvite them because they didn't they didn't do freestyle okay so okay let me ask you this then how long would you let someone sit on a number one spot while not competing well everyone else below them is in there mixing it up how long do them sit on it it's been six months and i and i i I absolutely see the argument for leaving them there because they they have earned it through previous wins but at some point, you have to say, we haven't seen these dudes in long enough, right? And not, none of their wrestling. So we're going to see them again. We're probably going to see them in Super 32, I would think. So it's yeah. fine. But, like, how long would we actually let someone sit on number one spot before we say, ah, we're going to have to pull you, maybe pull off the list completely if they don't compete or or move them down because they're just – we don't know what their status is. If it's up to me, it's the big early season tournaments. Your Super 32 – your maybe Powerade, you know, if their school goes to a Powerade, but they don't, then it's yeah. like something it's, is. I mean, sure. if they go February to November and haven't wrestled, they should, yeah, yeah, they should okay. lose their spot. Cool. But they should probably come yeah. out entirely because, like, what are you yeah, dropping? What are, what are you dropping them down based on? Like that. That was, that's always the thing. It's like, okay, we know this kid is a high school wrestler. Okay, so to, for him to be a high school wrestler, he should be ranked. Now, do you put him six just because of inactivity? Well, that's weird because then you got five guys in front of him that maybe don't have the haven't really proven it. So it's disingenuous either way. Um, yes, but yeah, high school rankings are 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 very tricky in Fair. this way too. Um, it's okay. not like NCAA. Uh, well, once okay. we get past those things, my favorite matches: uh, Anthony Knox and Christian Castillo, uh, Ben Devino and Mark Anthony McGowan, and. Meyer Shapiro and Ladarian Lockett. Those are your favorites. Why why Shapiro Lockett? 
Uh, because I don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, I think I I would lean very heavily towards Shapiro, but I think Lockett has some really good tools. Um, and maybe he surprises him. Maybe he does something that we don't really expect. Who would you say is the biggest favorite? Um, of the on this card. Maybe Ryder Block. He's mm, that's two and Two and wow. against Bailey, I think, in their mm-hmm. rivalry. He beat him at junior duels this year and junior duels last year, to my knowledge. That is the only two oh, times. Did he beat him at Fargo this year too? Or no? May maybe he is three and zero against okay. him. That's a, that's a good one. The other thing I was thinking, Kasich Mantanona. Mantanona really took some strange losses. That was another one we talked about. Um, that's just the Mant Man effect. Though. Yeah, he just he just does what he what you know. He's just very <laughs> unpredictable. Um, yeah, I mean it is a non-tournament format and only one way in, so that probably is beneficial for him, I would guess, just seeming the way he wrestles. But I think I think it's Knox. Yeah, I think Knox that is the biggest. I think he's the biggest favorite because he's so. Much, so do you think he's bigger than Castillo? Because we were talking about this, and they said he might be a little bigger, but I feel like Castillo just wrestled one hundred and five, and Knox wrestled one hundred and twenty at Fargo. Yeah, he's gonna be bigger. He's gonna be bigger, and I think he's he's. They're gonna weigh the same, but. One guy's going to be pulling. For but a moment in time. Yes, um, correct. Yeah, I, I I think that's probably the one for me. Um, I'm curious for your uh, your 160 thoughts, Ben, this four-man, because you got— There's some bias. Um, <laughs> true, true. You're biased because Braden Scholes is in there. But you've got Angelo Ferrari versus Braden first, Nico Ruiz versus Joe Seeley. I think conventional thought, even though he's ranked third, is that— Sealy may be on paper the favorite right now. That's Would kind you... of what I was thinking last week because I've, I've been really impressed with Sealy. He did wrestle a couple of our guys this spring. I thought he was really good. But then uh, it was brought to me that Ruiz beat him twice last offseason, or la- uh, just before last year, maybe, like last November. Yes. So I know that was a while ago, and I know maybe Sealy got better, but Sealy was, uh, I mean, I, the, the, one of their matches was in Super 32 finals. So, like, you know, he was still performing at a really high level even when he lost to him. So, yeah, he probably still got better. But, um, you know, Ruiz has beat him two in a row. That's a thing. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm, at the four man's really exciting to me. Um, we can talk more about uh, – I don't know. I think I teased yesterday we were going to have a, a special guest. And I mentioned on Tuesday's show um, about an ADCC competitor named Keith Kerkorian, jiu-jitsu guy, who listens to – Every FRL, he claims. Uh, nice. Which is awesome. And so I said, hey, you know what? We should have Keith on because, one, he's a wrestling fan, which is awesome. And, two, ADCC next week. You may want to know a little something about it, even if you're not a jiu-jitsu fan. I think there's some crossover appeal. So, first, we have a quick little video kind of introing Keith, and then we're going to bring Keith on. Um, so, go. check this out. This video is actually really sick. Spider is the number one seed. He has secured a silver medal at three ADCC trials, representing Pet Planet. Please welcome Pete Kerkorian.
Krikorian just submitted Josh Cisneros and is the 2022 ADCC West Coast Trials champion. I can't believe that. That was... This guy just keeps getting better and better every time we see him. All right, and now we have him. He's on. You saw him just heel hook Josh Cisneros. Keith Kerkorian, what's up, man? Good morning. You're in California. It's quite early for you. Yeah, a little early, but uh, what's up, guys? I appreciate you having me on. Well, appreciate you coming on, Keith. Um, first of all, um, I, w- I want to start with your, your wrestling fandom because it was news to me that you knew about wrestling and especially that you listened to FRL. What was your, what's your background in the sport? How did you become a, a fan of, of wrestling? Um, I mean, I, uh, just kind of am a big grappling fan. I mean, I wrestled in high school, um, nothing crazy. I had, you know, decent, uh, accomplishments, um, but wasn't like, a wasn't, you know, crazy competitive, um, at like a national level, level or anything, but, uh, just like, you know, um, always, uh, kind of been like a martial arts guy. Um, and then, you know, started to, uh, grapple in my teens and um to be honest like initially wrestling was like my least favorite <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? um but uh yeah probably the only high school kid that uh, didn't like wrestling initially but uh <laughs> no but um i just fell in love with it uh you know over time and um you know like many kids i had kind of a love hate with it but uh <laughs> um it wasn't until like you know i started to get good um that I really kind of like, you know, fell into the scene and was starting to like, you know, learn about guys uh, like Ben, like yourself. I would like go to camps and I would, you know, meet the, you know, higher level, bigger name coaches and, you know, competitors. And um, and then I just kind of uh, started to follow the sport a little closer. Um, and uh, that's kind of what led me to you guys. You know, I was just looking up ways to, to follow the sport and, uh, yeah, and I just um, have been like kind of a fanatical listener ever since. Um, and uh, yeah, don't miss a show. <laughs> Dang man, well I, I appreciate awesome. that, and that's that's really cool. Now, so a lot of people listening, some I, there's a growing knowledge of jujitsu in the scene as as you've seen it grow. I'm sure Keith during your time, but the wrestling fans they don't know exactly um, what ADCC is, what it what you accomplished to, to qualify for ADCC. So for, for a wrestling fan, describe ADCC. Why is it the, the, the pinnacle of the sport? Um, so, I mean, ADCC is kind of like a, uh, like a hybrid um, grappling tournament. So it's, it's, uh, it's like an acronym for the Abu Dhabi Combat Club because it was started by a, a sheik in Abu Dhabi who had like kind of a concept or like an idea for a, a concept for a, a grappling tournament. Um, that would be, it was like very similar to to how the UFC started. Like it would determine, you know, in theory, the best grappling style and like the best grappler, um, at that time. Uh, so like, this is like the late nineties. So, you know, shortly after the UFC started back then it was like more of a mixed bag. It was like, you would get, you know, high level wrestlers like Mark Kerr, um, Jeff Monson, you'd get MMA fighters like your eye favor GSP. Um, then you'd have your like traditional jiu-jitsu guys, like your gi guys, Marcelo, um, Hodger, Henzo, a lot of the Gracies. Um, and, uh, and then basically they would just kind of, uh, meet in this like format that would give like equal opportunity to every grappling style. So there's like, allegedly, 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, they they tweaked the rules for a while at first, and but now mm-hmm. basically what it is is um, it's like a five minute submission only period, which is just all subs legal. Um, pretty much anything goes, but no points. Um, you know, including like like um, like guard pulling and stuff. There's no penalties for that, right? And then the the um, second five minute period is uh, it includes points, um, and there's no guard pulling, um, or at least you get negative. Uh, you get penalties for um, guard pulling and then, um, a, uh, like a five minute overtime, um, that is basically just like a wrestling match. So, um, it's, uh, it's a really like unique, um, format that just kind of like, it just, you know, it, it, it comes close to giving like each grappling style, um, uh, like opportunity to, 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 do what they do you know the submission only guys um have their submission you know like the the period to just kind of like flow through things and then the um i guess the uh like you know maybe the more traditional points players have that the period to do their stuff as well and then the wrestlers have you know a chance to um you see a lot of wrestlers do really really well at adcc i mean um there's like like i said there's like former high level wrestlers like you know mark her um and then uh there's you know even like more current like j-rod nikki rod they're you know just like high school level but they're having like a lot of success because they can kind of translate that to yeah, i think before jujitsu really um i was it blew up or expanded obviously like tito did really well rico rodriguez oh, did really well mark Kerr, a whole bunch of guys in the say 2000 2003 i think like yeah seven, 2007 maybe but then oh, okay. jujitsu kind of exploded and now like even I think about myself, who is a high level, has a lot of jiu-jitsu experience. I guess the high level jiu-jitsu guys, dude, it's if you just got a wrestling background, it's like I don't want to say impossible, but damn near impossible because the leg lock game and everything that is so highly advanced. Um, so I, you know, I thought about grappling a little bit after. And it's like I just don't do it enough mm-hmm. anymore. I'm in the wrestling. I'm in the wrestling room six or seven days a week, and um, the thought of going as other high level guys while not really practicing that much is like, well, that's really dumb. Shouldn't do that. So I'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Christian. No, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say to brag on Keith a little bit. Um, so he's got a crazy story. I, I recommend you check it out. There's, there's some videos on flow grappling about it, but to make it to ADCC is sort of, it, it's kind of complicated and it's really difficult. You either have to get an invitation. You have to have like, placed really high in, in previous ADCCs, or you have to win trials. And if you're an American like Keith, you have to go to the either the East Coast and or the, the West Coast trials. So Keith got second in three previous trials, losing to what? like I could give you I could give you the names. They may not mean much to you, but like Colabate, uh Ethan Crellinston, and I think Nikki Ryan, Gordon Ryan's brother. Is that right, Keith? Okay. So these yeah. are really, really good guys. So then Keith goes to the West Coast Trials, the biggest, toughest trials of all time, bar none. Like, this is going to be the most rigorous path for Keith to ever qualify. And then Keith has some crazy development. Like, his flight got canceled. He had to drive and cut weight. As you can see, Keith's getting down to weight right now. He's looking kind of lean. That's good. But he has to do all that stuff. He stays up all night cutting weight, and then he wins. And you saw the final there. He beats Josh Cisneros, who... If you know that last name, yes, as the brother of Alex Cisneros of, um, I think Selma was where he where he oh, went to high yes. school. Um, so close, that's who yeah. he uh, he heel hooks him and and he qualifies for it. And you see this, you know, and when you see Keith drop, it's just like, oh my gosh! I did. What was that moment like 
when you finally were able to qualify for ADCC? Uh, I mean, it meant a lot, man. I, I just had to conquer a lot of demons, like, um, you know, to, to accomplish that. I mean, it was like um, the, like, the travel situation, the weight cut, the, like, um, just in the back of your head, you know, you came, you uh, know that you came so close. Uh, like three, literally, like, three trials in a row, I was just, like, I was there, and I was, like, and I felt like I was close, and then the next time, I was, like, all right, I'm not as close, and then, like, the next time, I was, like, oh, I was closer again, and so it was, like, kind of <laughs> just, like, a, uh, like, a, just a pretty um, up and down, um, like, uh, you know, path to get there, and then, I mean, to, like, win that tournament specifically, I had to beat kind of a lot of guys who would, like, um, beat me before, just, or just generally were very scary to me. Um, you know, I, I, I like, uh, competed against guys who I had never seen get submitted before. Um, you know, I'd seen, or I competed against guys who like have kind of destroyed me in the training room, you know, um, guys who have, you know, beat me in competition, like I said. So, um, it was, uh, just, but like, I don't know, it was just one of those days where you just, nothing can stop you, you know, you're just in that flow state. And, um, it was like, uh, it's just, it's just been such a dream of mine forever that like I and I knew it was the last chance, so I was like, I just like um, at least for this cycle, it's every ADCC is every two years, so mm-hmm. there's two trials um, uh, before every ADCC. So this is my last one, so I was like, I just gotta kind of full send it. And um, but it was cool, man. I don't I don't know why on earth I reacted the way I did, but um, it felt uh, like it felt like a lot of hard work paying off, and yeah, it was very, it was a very pure reaction. Now. Uh, another cool thing that jujitsu does is there's absolute brackets, and so basically, imagine if like Spencer Lee and and Gable Stevenson were all in the same bracket. Well, that happens in jujitsu, and Keith he was in 2019 ADCC, and he he fights in the lightest weight class, 66 kilograms, and he did the absolute, and then he had the misfortune of having Bushesha in round one, who is like probably 265 what? pound monster. Ben, you probably know who Bushesha is, so that's who. Uh, Keith had uh, in, in the first round, but are, do you want to do the absolute again, Keith? Yeah, hundred um, oh percent. I man, I mean that's that's I mean that's as big of a goal for me as my own division. Um, I mean, no sixty-six guy has ever made it to the podium um, in the absolute, and like as guys get better, I think it's going to be like especially the big guys, it's going to be harder. Um, so I'm just constantly pushing to um get on the the absolute podium and and man that's definitely in my mind you know it's tough i mean that's like we saw what lachlan did last time he kind of like kind of like changed the landscape Mm -hmm. of grappling with with his absolute run so i I assume a lot of guys are going to try to um do the absolute last time there wasn't like a whole lot of people that wanted to do it it was kind of like um you know they were like looking for a guy they had to convince guys they even had to convince lachlan to do it um, but this time I think it'll be a little bit different and I think it'll be pretty competitive to get in, but, but I, I really want to, like I said, it's as big a goal as, as my own division. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, so it gets started on, uh, you'll get your bracket, uh, your draw on that's on September 16th. And then the competition is Saturday and Sunday of next week in Las Vegas. Uh, yep. Keith and Keith yeah. is of the, uh, 10th planet, um, school, which right. if you don't know what that is, that's like. You know Joe Rogan. That's like he got his black belt from Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo gave his black belt to Keith's coach Richie Martinez, aka Boogeyman. So it's a it's one of the the top top 
um, schools and, and all of jujitsu. So wh which one do you go to, Keith? He's been, uh, San Diego. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and like you said, um, the tournament's going to be on the 17th and 18th. It's going to line up, um, pretty well with world. So if you're watching this and you have a flow wrestling subscription, Boom, um, watch and you, both. yeah, and you plan on watching worlds, then you can just flip over to flow grappling at the same time and, and check out ADCC. And, um, you know, um, man, I mean, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I will tr try as hard as I can to do well in this, but like, this is definitely the most competitive and, and stacked this tournament has ever been and and um i'm like pretty far from uh like a favorite um but if you're if you don't know who i am like if you're just watching and you're tuning in and you're just meeting me i mean like feel free to tune in and i mean if, if there's going to be a, like a rocky story or something it, it, it would it would it would be for me so um you know tune in and, and we'll see what happens you know now he's underselling a little bit it, it's he's every division is insane and his is insane but he's got a lot of wins he beat he beat Cisneros, he beat Damian Anderson, he's beaten Gabriel Souza, Gianni Grippo. So he's beaten a, a lot of really established guys, but um, the, the ever-humble Keith Krikorian. Uh, we'll definitely be rooting for you. I cannot wait to to watch you on there. Um, anything else before before we let you go, Keith? No, um, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate all the, uh, the work that you guys put into this podcast. Like I said, wrestling is um, just like, you know, uh, is – Definitely played a huge part of my life, you know, um, just the lessons that it taught me and the work ethic that it instilled and um, and the uh, content you guys put out is great. And I, I love following the sport. So it's like really helpful to have a kind of a home base that you can return to often and uh, and get your, your wrestling news. So um, super, super uh, honored to be on and uh, thank you guys for everything you do. Well, appreciate that, Keith. And as Keith said, um, he did did better job marketing than than I did. But yeah, Flow Grappling subscription comes with your Flow Wrestling subscription, so you can watch it all. World oh. Championships, who's number one? ADCC. Not a bad time to sign up if you haven't already. Um, so, Keith, I will see you in Las Vegas, man. Uh, oh, you're gonna be there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. Whoa, I didn't know that. Christian. Oh yeah, I'm going. Awesome. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I'll see you there. Um, it'll be a. It's. It might not. I mean, and if anyone like watching is also considering, um, like maybe going to this, I would. I would pull the trigger and go because it might not ever be like this ever again. I mean, this is the first time it's ever been in like a, like a, nearly sold out arena. I mean, this mm -hmm. they've sold well over ten thousand tickets. Yeah. Um, it's the production value alone is they're putting into it is like pretty high quality and. Um, this is like the last edition that the, uh, of, like event organizer Mojo Seam is, is going to be running. So in historically, like Ben, you did the ADCC and it was 20, 2009, right? In Barcelona. And it was, I'm sure there was people there, but it wasn't like crazy packed or anything. And the, the, it was very different back then. Um, hopefully we don't return to like that time because we would like to have the, the fans involved and, and like, you know, all the, the kind of just you know media attention or whatever um but uh just there's a chance that it, we, we we you know might not get this go this big ever again so if you're thinking about going um i, I would yeah I would definitely pull, pull the trigger bruce buffer's gonna be there all day sunday doing the announcing i want to say he the, was there the production i was nuts. there i think he was time. yeah he used to do them uh pretty much pretty consistently so this could be wild a lot of pyro a lot of crazy production stuff so we're, we're looking yeah. forward to all of it Keith, thank you so much again. See you next week, and uh, 
stay safe the rest of your training. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Appreciate yep. you guys. See ya. Keep Gregorian. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what's fun, Christian? I, and I just didn't think about it until you said that, but the, the, um, the absolute. They'd never do that in wrestling. How much fun would that be, though? What if we got to see Thomas Gilman versus Kwiatkowski? I mean, it's preposterous, right? That Gilman would that win, fun. but that's what they do. I know it's what they do. It's kind of what it's kind of one of jujitsu's like um, things, cool aspects. Like it's yeah. like a, a I don't the know. addition of like heel hooks and like chokes makes it so much more entertaining versus just I take you down and control you. Yeah, because size makes. So much more of a difference in wrestling yeah, than it does in jujitsu. Sure. Yeah, I, I wish there was a way to do an absolute. And there's, I think there's like weight ranges that make sense, but the, as far as I, there's just no scenario where you could take, yeah, you could take Spencer Lee and put him against just like maybe the thirty third guy to qualify for NCAAs. I don't, I don't think at heavyweight he, or what weight? At heavyweight, yeah. Oh no, of course oh, you yeah, get he crushed. He's no chance. So it's like it's just not one to one. Whereas, like, yeah, you know, Marcelo. But I also, what if you put okay? What if you put Spencer Lee versus the thirty third guy, one hundred fifty seven? Who are you taking there? One hundred fifty seven pounder. Really? really? Ooh, I don't know. Spencer might get him. <laughs> that's what I. I feel like it might four, be good. Fifty seven. So that's yeah, yeah. That's a lot of weight. 30 pounds. 35, 35, 40 pounds, 30 mm-hmm. pounds from in there. Yeah. And and Spencer's not a big 25 and, you know, 57. All right. Uh, 33rd person at 149. Hmm. I think I'm taking Spencer at that I'd point. Take it, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Spencer. I'm taking Spencer. I'm taking Spencer, yes. Uh, Man, I was whooping, dude. I mean, I, no offense to my brother. I was whooping him when he was number one at 97 and I was number one at 174 my senior yeah. year. So, um, like it's that I mean obviously the bigger you get the less it matters. Um, it, uh, your style matters a, bu- a bunch too. Well, you, like... your ability to adapt your style. Like so I wrestle with Mark and Dom also, and I'm not gonna wrestle the same style that I wrestle Mark and Dom that I'm wrestling. I wrestle Mike Chandler, Nick Marable, and Matt Pell. They're 5765s, mm-hmm. obviously, right? So, um, yeah, I th- I think some of those like 65, 74s, if they really know what they're doing and they're really good. They could go with some of those average heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it would be kind of interesting just to see like how how it would go, but yeah, it would be uh, it'd be tough. I wish wrestling could have something like that. It would be, be so much fun though, because then you could do so many more matchups. Because think about like you know in the attempts that Flo has made at like pro leagues or independent cards, yeah. people are so whiny about wrestling people that are like really specifically oh in their weight class are really close they're they're freaking babies about the, it the weight class you know? negotiations were definitely the funniest uh oh, most awful. frustrating aspect of, of so annoying we and that was like when that. when uh i was gonna wrestle dake and that fell out because he didn't want to wrestle and it was like i'm like listen i, I want to do the match i'll re- pick anybody <laughs> yeah Quentin Wright, and they're like 195 pounds. I'm like, I weigh like 186, but okay, whatever. I said, I said I'd do anybody. I'm not going to be a baby. I'll do anybody, you know? So I wish wrestlers would be a little bit more like that. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. I think it's going fun. less. I think it's getting further and further away from that, actually. Really? You think? I mean, Burroughs <laughs> yeah. just did Burroughs just did Taylor last year or two years ago or whatever that was. That was, yeah, 21. Um, yeah. 
that happened. I mean, that, that, that's, that was two at the time. It was two weight classes above. Now it's only one weight class above, right? Cause he's 79. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Speaking of waiting to bring it back to his number one, how do you feel about day before weigh-ins? Is that what we're doing? For who's you either Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm fine with it. Cause I think, I think the thing is all these guys, it's not like any of them got to choose. Oh, it's day before I can go down to an extra weight class. Like they're probably all wrestling the weight class. They would wrestle at say super yeah. 32 or these other tournaments. Um, so I, I think it, if you super were said day before, day before what's up? Well, super 32 is also day before. Yes. Yeah, but I think so. I mean, and who knows? Maybe some of these guys go down from here, but I probably doubt it. Like when I look at the weight classes, like that, I think this is where they'll all be at all the tournaments moving forward. Um, the other, the obvious is uh, Castillo is not going to probably um, be at one thirteen. He is probably at one hundred six. I would guess. Maybe Depends. bumps up a little bit. I don't know. Depends largely on mullet length. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, statistically uh, speaking, some of these guys are going to move up. Yeah. Well, like for some of their high school teams and high school seasons, yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense for them to hold 13 right. or 20 or whatever the weight yeah. low is. Um, the, but the like skill level is a little bit lower. So some the, of them wrestle in states with literally different weight classes. That too. Well, so. That is the dumbest thing. The, the weight classes are different in like all these different states. Yeah. Why are they, do, why are they it, doing that, Christian? Tell me, tell me the answer to that. Uh, well, I have no idea. Everyone like, just started like making Michigan. Up the, they just didn't change. They never changed. What a decade ago. Never. Bunch of beasts. I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I respect that. <laughs> I like, they're the only one. That's not, it says like I something. I think there are a couple like, other. There's one or two like, others. Yeah, now it's well. all over well, the now, place. Like now, Ohio's got different I'm weight classes. Then. No, I think one or two others never switched then as uh, well. Maybe New York would be the no only one, other one that I can think of off Yeah. It's possible no one even told Alaska about the change. Right. So they may have been unaware. Oh my god. I don't know about Ohio. Pennsylvania made the switch. Um I think because of data that shows their sep- didn't they move down to 13? I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, Yeah, I think so. They moved down to 13 to try and have less gaps in smaller Mm -hmm. schools. Yes. uh, Lineups. And so then you have to obviously proportionate differently i may be incorrect in saying that but i think that was the thought process behind it yeah yeah that they said there's if because where they did was the upper weights and they said all right well you can that is they really i mean it doesn't matter as much i i know our academy gets the more serious wrestlers but i know we could so our, our awa duels coming up live on flow we did. We took out an upper weight because that was what a lot of people are missing, and it is early in the season. So we said, "What well, you know?" Last year we said, "What's the perfect amount of weight classes, and where would you like to pull it out?" We kind of did a survey of the teams afterwards, and that was where. So we're actually going 75, 95 heavyweight um, is our kind of weights, and then um, we so we actually sorry, so we go 52, 59, 66, 75 heavyweight, uh, 95 heavyweight, heavyweight. Um, 
but like in the middles we have so many freaking dudes i know one year we did with the year there was no competition so what 2020 mm-hmm. we had to do wrestle-offs because usually we just do like a point system based on how they do in summer tournaments and whatnot we had 16-man brackets at freaking like 32 through 52 and then you know 220 we have two people right and yeah. uh heavyweight we have two or three and 95 we have two or three like it's just there's just not a lot of guys that are that big who and i think part of it is they don't wrestle in the offseason because if you're that big and you're athletic you probably have success at a lot of other things as well but just then generally in season there there are a lot of forfeits of those weights so i actually wouldn't be opposed to putting one of those weights back in the middle somewhere um and yeah. staying at 14. that's yeah that's what I, I agree with that when they added like the 82 95 i was like what is this uh, okay. Stephen Davis says Michigan has just changed for this year. Oh my so gosh! Really? They finally the did. what? I don't. I'm, I can tell you. All right. But yeah, according to cool. Stephen, Stephen Davis, they're changing after holding the ground for so long. Hey, um, allegedly this is the last day of Facebook jail for Keith Gothard. So, uh, but I'm worried. We had to replace him with a, a different Keith. I think we today. Up, Keith Gothard. I think we upgraded. When you qualify for ADCC and, and listen to every episode. He, he's in the YouTube chat asking about what the roofer situation is like at ADCC. No roofers. <laughs> no roofers. Um, it's uh, it's not easy to get in. Um, the the worst or the, the – there are some – so the it's a worldwide competition. So some of the trials are like, you know, like there's Oceania and Asia. So they're, they're, those are not as competitive as like U.S., Brazil trials, which are like – stack so you get some guys that aren't quite but they're everyone is is super high level that's the deal i choked out some jabroni who was the european champion there it is <laughs> I mean, and then pablo Pop- popovich got oh, a hold son of a bitch he, he knew my weakness Went well right it was it was funny because i you know i'm I, I oversee the grappling team too and in the in our little marketing meeting they go over like hey well, these are the videos we're gonna be posting on youtube this week and it's all these different you know it's always like this vlog or this breakdown and one of them was was ben asker versus pablo popovich i was like what the heck guys i was like is this really necessary well they like, did post me they did post me choking that dude out i don't remember the guy's name um but yeah i can't yeah. remember he's a european guy choked him out first round oh yeah but i ultimately gave them the thumbs up to upload that video you knew who actually too. did really well there that was a wrestler that year um it was Chris Weidman. I want to say he took like a thir- yeah. third or fourth or something. He, I know they don't he fought Galvao, I think. I think that's right. So I think he lost in the semis. And I think they do a third place match, I believe. Something mm-hmm. like that. They do. Like if you make, I think if you make the semis and lose, yeah. that's who fights for, for third. Third, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which honestly, does yeah, that makes the most sense if you're not going to have full wrestlebacks. It's yeah. better than repechage. Um, um, yeah, with the with the ADCC, I mean, I, I know initially, comparative to other rule sets, it did give wrestlers an advantage, and there's a bunch of those guys who had early success, like in the early 2000s, um, because they could score points on takedowns, and there was no guard pulling mm-hmm. and, and that type of thing. But now, dude, each you do do, they're that legit. They're just so good at what they do. Um, it is. Uh, it's almost impossible for someone who doesn't have a high level of skill in jiu-jitsu to go do well or have a chance doing well. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, looking forward to who's number one tomorrow. ADCC Worlds starting next mm-hmm. week. But Saturday, uh, big UFC fight. I don't know if you're if you're going to be watching, but Ch- Chimaya versus uh, Nate Diaz, that's happening. Could be curious Are you going to stay up late enough to watch this? There's no way you stay up this late. Please. Saturday night, I might. I don't know. There was one a couple weeks ago you stayed up late enough because you texted me or something. I'm like, whoa, what's Christian still doing awake? I was at I was at at, uh, at Sears' house watching um, hey, with, with the boys. So, yeah, I don't know. Saturday, I, I think I want to watch Jemayev Diaz. I think I want to watch I think it's it. going to be a bloodbath. He's going to uh, kill him, right? It'll be but a bloodbath until the fourth round, and then Diaz will get one slap on him, and everybody will go crazy. And then he'll <laughs> then he'll proceed to just point at him instead of beating him up and lose the fight like he did with Leon Edwards, <laughs> which I was like, this has got to <laughs> be the, the, the biggest more. Like, that's not People cool, man. They love it, though. They love it. He'll get his ass beat, and then he'll say, is that all you got? He'll point at him. He'll say 209, and they'll be like, Diaz is such a savage. And you're like, wait. Wait, he's just got beat up no, for like he's just, the whole time. He's just, he's just tactically terrible. It's not a savage. It's just stupid. It makes no sense to start. No, I'm saying what the what the there's there's this whole Nate and Nate Diaz fan base who yeah you're 100 right. He gets beat up and then he like starts taunting them and pointing at him and saying 209, what's up? And I then saw... and then like they think he's the man. It's really weird. I I don't understand it. I don't there's, understand there's it. There's a funny uh, <laughs> I saw the other day. Where it's the Simpsons episode where Homer gets to play uh, NFL football <laughs> and he scores a touchdown and then he starts like celebrating and then everybody's just like whatever because then they pan up to the scoreboard and it's like fifty-seven to seven or whatever it is. Nate Diaz, literally. Yeah, Chimaev's just gonna kill him, um, probably. But but thing is, Diaz is hard to kill. I'll give him that. You can't. He's he, is, t- he is very hard to kill. He's been killed twice. Josh Thompson hit him with a head kick, and what's the other one? Like you can't punch him in the face and knock him out. Seemingly, he can he can endure a lot of facial damage. Very, very durable, yes. Very, Although he does cut easy. Very easy. I'm blaming on the other one. I'm gonna look it up. Nate Diaz. Do you cut easily, Ben? Uh, a little bit on my a little bit right here on my eyes because I, I I you know I actually got cut a whole bunch of times wrestling. Um, and then that that once you get some scar tissue, then it kind of cuts out cuts up pretty easy. Yeah. Um, what do you think about uh, Nate Diaz calling out Ngannou? Should they have done that fight? <laughs> I don't know. That's the absolute uh, division for UFC. There you go. Sometimes it's kind of hilarious. I, I yeah. I don't you know. You smash everybody. Smash. Uh, okay. Then I can't find his other. I he must. Oh. He got armed by Hermes Franca. That was in 2006, though. That doesn't... 2006? Yeah, we're not going to count that. That's too old. Yeah, it doesn't count. Um, Okay, let's look here. Anything else? Um, Questions. Questions. Questions in here. Questions. Bracky Bracky did ask me to come down, but I already had something going on the weekend that they wanted me to come. So you big-time Bracky, your former co-host? No, I wanted to go. I just couldn't. No, there's no big-timing. I said, oh, man, that would be a lot of fun. It was a, I think it was a coach's clinic or something to that effect. And I thought, oh, this would be a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, then I couldn't go. All right. This kind of sounds like you didn't want to. Um, favorite city – it would have been cool to ask Keith this question. But uh, favorite cities in the U.S. and international you've been to for wrestling? Because jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu guys get to travel all kinds of cool places. Um, what were your places domestically and international that you went, uh, Ben? 
Me, uh, international would probably be Singapore. I went there a lot of times. It kind of felt like a second home. I mean, I probably went there 12 or 13 times. Um, and it's a freaking fantastic city. They don't have lots of freedoms, which would be the one negative if I was actually a citizen there. They're a little draconian in their laws. But you know what? The weird they part is people a lot seem, of freedoms. People seem to be really happy. It's weird. So um, I do love Singapore a lot. Uh, and domestically... I don't know. I, I guess Vegas is kind of, I've probably been there, I don't know, 40 or 50 times between mm. wrestling and MMA. Um, and it's always just like, I have a lot of fun there. I never want to stay for very long, but you know, a good like two to four day stint there is, is nice. And then I really got to like New York City, but I haven't been there since after Corona. I heard it's a dump now. No, no. It was, we went, it's fine. We went for Final X. It was awesome. It was like, okay, Not super normal. Um, I know, I know that there's some of that going on it sounds like a lot of crime but what i saw in manhattan where we went we walked for um, were you with us that day we walked for freaking miles and miles and miles uh, it, it was awesome so those would um, be mine i mean um man I, i've traveled a lot i did all 50 states before age of 30 um but as far as wrestling and jiu-jitsu and mma those would probably be the ones um jd's uh quickly accumulated a number of international trips during his uh Couple years here at Flow. Oh, really? Three. You went to went to Acapulco, as you call it. You went to Bulgaria, and you went somewhere last year for U twenty threes. Belgrade, where seniors are. Oh, okay. All right. Well, stack rank uh, those. Ooh, um, I actually did really like Belgrade. That might be number one. Acapulco was cool. (laughs) If you like the beach, and Sofia, Sofia's getting there. It's it's okay. It's on the come up, says JD. <laughs> what's cool about Sofia is, uh, well, like you can tell, like more money is coming into it, but it's still got Eastern little... Europe. It's got a little, you know, a lot, a lot of rundown buildings and whatnot. But you can tell, like there are parts that are money is being invested and it's coming up. Um, but what's cool about Sofia is you can drive twenty minutes and you're in the mountains. That's nice. A lot like a Denver situation. Very yes. Cool. So that that is pretty cool. So uh international Oslo obviously that's been a running bit coolest place I've been. Um and I love to rub it in cuz it bothers JD so I'm going to keep on. Well, you guys uh, just talk about it all the time. I know. Um internet uh domestically I love New York City like Ben I cannot stand Las Vegas um and I'm going there. Really? Next what week. about it? I don't it's too much I hate the cigarette smoke. Too I feel, much sinning. <laughs> I feel like it's not <laughs> that. Too much I don't, I don't mind the, the the sketchiness, I guess. It doesn't really bother me. Yeah, but if you don't like really gamble or really. I like poker. I, I like I like some of this. I love sports book, making, some, making a couple waiters on the old ball team. But it's just not. I don't like. I feel like I'm always inside the entire time. I never see the sun. Um mm. It's hard to so get I a meal. That has nothing to do with Vegas. Like, that's you and no, no, no. It's 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 designed that way. You're, it, the city is designed to keep it's you indoors. You. Um, and also, it's I, I find it hard to get a quick bite. And it when you're working, really? like that's what you need. Like there's yes. so many good re- little good restaurants. There's good restaurants. Know. That doesn't mean it's easy. To just like oh, I just need a like a quick Chipotle uh, or Chick Fil A. It's not that. Got it. Not that easy. Yeah, um, it's fairly easy if you like actually leave the South Point. You're ba- <laughs> that's, that's why you've been in the South Point too many times. That's yes. why you're upset. No, I've I've been I've been to many places. You can also get Chipotle DoorDashed. Okay, all right. Listen, this guy's got all the answers. It's not that easy. Um, 
So yeah, oh, I don't man. I don't like Vegas that much. Listen, I don't have to like you can like it all you want. That's Why don't fine. you move there? I, I'm not even Why don't a, you live there? You I'm could be the pit. I could either. see you as a pit boss, JD. <laughs> pit boss, JD. With some boots and a bolo tie, I could see you k- kicking some of the rip. You could be a cooler. Honestly. Oh, JD does kind of look like a cooler. Dude, he's like I a thought you'd bit. be bigger. <laughs> yeah. Um, call me Swayze. Cool. I'm really. You know what I am really excited for though, Christian. I'm really really excited. And this is a city that I don't know if I love it. The city I love it because I live close to it, but Kansas City hosting NCAs in 2024. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool down downtown area where it's kind of happening where I think all of the hotels and restaurants should it's be power within and light walking district, distance. Right? Power and lights, a lot of fun. Not like Detroit, where it was like ghost town down there. Um, St. Louis is kind of a ghost town now. Uh, but Kansas City should be. Uh, really happening with the Sprint Center downtown. A lot of things to go to, a lot of hotels. Producer Tyler says legal sports betting in Kansas City now, too. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, Travis, okay. our uh, guy on our uh, partner global partnerships team, was telling me about, uh, about that. Uh, he, went, he went back there. He's from Kansas City area. He went back there for his fantasy football draft. So that's cool. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, my favorite college campuses. Um that I've been to. One, a really nice one is North Carolina. That one's like insane. Um, I like NC State. NC State's cool because I really like I like Raleigh a lot. Virginia Tech's obviously yeah. great. Um, Cornell in the uh, summer Man. is like ridiculous. You got to go there. You would love it. And mm-hmm. honestly, Madison went there in June. That was awesome. Yeah, like perfect Constant. weather. I don't like Madison though. This city. It just it's on an if myth. And that's got issues. What's wrong it's like with the hard to get anywhere because it's two lakes and then there's this little strip of land, so it makes it like so annoying to try to get around and it's difficult. Super well, annoying. The, uh, I didn't have that difficulty. Maybe you still know the area like me. You're not a ge- geographer. You just don't know what you're, you're dealing with there. Yeah. Okay. Now the question is, and Jason Hildreth brings up Tulsa. What is that's, in your that's... left hand? I've been trying to figure this out. Oh, what it's just that? my AirPods. I'm charging them for the flight. You know, very unprofessional. Oh, got it. Let me get okay. that out of the shot. <laughs> No, Sorry. I've been like trying to figure out what the hell you've been doing. I don't know if it's like a button where you're gonna buzz me or I don't know yes. what it was. Yes. Spinner. What if I, wrong answer? Yeah. What if what if we had uh, like a taser uh, attached to? I had that button and it was attached to your ear, and I could just tase you remotely. Ah. That would be awesome. I mean, we might, oh, might need some cooperation from from Amy on that one, but I think we could do it. Uh, she would probably love setting you up. Yeah, okay. probably. Um, who's the best arm wrestler between JD, CP, Ben, and Shane? Well, if it's not Ben, that's oh, these pathetic. guys are all little guys. I beat them for sure. Yeah, I'm Maybe not a good arm wrestler. On you. Yeah, don't underestimate him. Um, Mike Monroe says, "I think Mizzou finishes top four this year." What do you think? Mizzou finishes top four. Um, I mean, I think they're going to have a good team. Uh, I think Rocky Elam's going to score good points. I think Keegan O'Toole, Mahler is obviously really good. Mm-hmm. Zach Elam's going to have a tough time because heavyweight's so good. Um, I am thinking Keegan O'Toole can take another step up. He was around 12 last year. Uh, Alan Hart was done around 12 two years in a row now. No, certainly was around 12. So, yeah, I think they're, they got a lot of guys who are going to be in the mix. I mean, they're going to have to put together NCAs, but they could potentially do well. Yeah. Um, it, 
they need another big, big point scorer. Like they need someone like Mahler in the finals. They need. I think Rocky Elam could be the guy that takes that step up. I know last year he was dealing with some injury things, mm-hmm. um, and he still took. We took fourth last year, correct? He plays pretty high. He did good. Fourth, I think. So I think fifth and fourth. Um, so I think he's a guy like. I think he could potentially beat Jacob Warner. You know, he he's been beating Buchanan a couple times and lost. So yeah, I think he's right there with the best guys. Him and Younger, um, their battles. Yeah, amazing. yeah, exactly. But then Mizzou. The other thing about Mizzou is that I don't believe, or maybe they graduate one person before twenty twenty four. But I think I think maybe Alan Hart is the only one who's going to graduate. Alan Hart is a senior. Um, but then I think Josh Edmond is going to go down to one forty one, which is more natural weight. So. Um, 2024 should be a really good look for Mizzou. Yeah, so I, I think top four will be tough. I think they're going to be top to bottom, kind of like always is the case for Missouri. Very, very good dual team. They're going to win a lot of duels by lopsided margins. And then yes. they'll do good at Big 12s. Um, probably probably the my pick to win Big 12s. Um, and then yeah. and then we'll see beyond that. Um They'll need some of those guys to to place pretty high. They can't have a lot of round of twelves, even though, you know, that's a really, really that's really deep in the tournament, but doesn't score a lot of points as Ben will probably lament yes. next March when Missouri's outside the top four and they have some guys in the round of twelve. But we'll see. They're definitely going to be good. They're going to be a very good team. And like you know, if Keegan's like a twenty-five to twenty-seven point score at NCAA's, which is yeah, I think realistic, except for the weight's deep, and is he really going to be pinning guys in the quarters and semis? I don't know. Um, cause he could possible. Have, he could literally have like Shane Griffith in the semis, or David Carr, yeah. or Quincy Monday, but you never know. Um, he's getting a lot better. So yeah. yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to NCAA's in Tulsa. I like Tulsa. Um, I do not underestimate um, how much Missouri is gearing up for 2024, Austin. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for it. I'm aware. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Ben that year? Oh, my gosh. Let's go! Insufferable. It'll be good, though. Uh, okay, look. I need to pull up the doc for other questions. Who's we'll the, keep... who's the uh, We've done all the tiers. Who's your pick from a, a second-tier guy that could win it all? I know what my second-tier guy is. Rocky, can, I guess your, can I guess your second Rocky, tier pick? Rocky Elam? I was going to say Parker Kekheisen. Yes. Let's go! <laughs> hey. Oh, never mind. I mean, we, <laughs> we made also Trent Hydley, who has given Brooks, Brooks t- fits, has been able to do it yet. Some would say he maybe should have uh, in the NCAA final, but. Who's the best shot to, to upset Yanni? Ridge. Ridge. He came close last year, OT, before Yanni did the somersault rule thing. I know, but it kind of feels like that was just his shot. I think that was his shot. I feel like go. I feel like it's Gomez because he, he's got to pin him. Yeah, yeah. You need someone that can just bomb him. And Gomez, he did it to RBY that one time. He, <laughs> I would say year. maybe fifty-seven because that one's so wide open where I don't even feel. I don't know who we put. I, I have in to go the, back and look at who we put in. Tier Tears. one, but I like tier one's like, I feel like there's a lot of people that could win. You know, Bray- Brayton Lee, Will Lawan, Peyton Rob, Teamer. I mean, like, these are where yeah, I feel like someone could sure. come out of nowhere and beat some of these dudes. Yeah, I think you've got to find a weight that doesn't have like a real decided favorite. Um, I might have put all those guys in tier one. <laughs> this, I like, um, 
honestly, someone said Carson Karchla. Um, he's going to be right mm. there in those matches. If he wasn't That's in such a crazy weight, but uh, I think him for sure. No one at 33 because we know it's the two. Um, 41. Yeah. 41. I would say I'm 90, sure well, 97, Rocky Elam. Let's go. Yeah. True. 41's a disaster, too. People could come out of nowhere a, for that one. Yes. That that one has crazy potential. I mean, what's Andrew I'm surprised you're not picking Bo Bartlett. Bo, uh, dude, say he can't. We still got a lot. So I'm wondering why you're not picking him. I'm I'm, I'm slow playing it this year. Okay. Um, no, he's gonna do good. Um, anywhere else? That's a good question. I like that question. So those are some of the guys I have. Um. All right, here's a question from Greg. Heading into the World Championships, what is JB's legacy if he wins again, but only finishes with one Olympic gold medal? If DT was to win another gold in Paris, would he eclipse JB's legacy? Oh. What can JB do in the World Championships to cement his legacy of the USA GOAT? And I mean, I, yeah. I just think everything is very much up for grabs and movement. And so much. Th there's going to be a lot of change in the pecking order. It's kind of like you got to let it play out. I mean, if David runs yeah. 20. What if, yeah, go ahead. What if? What if JB wins two more? It doesn't make the Olympic team again uh, at 74. That one's hard because then you have a guy who made the first two. I mean, he, so he won his Olympic title in 2012, uh, did not place in 16, didn't make the team in 20, essentially 2020 and 2024, but has the most world titles ever. I mean, I think that probably makes him the GOAT. But then, you know, when you're talking about the GOAT argument, mm -hmm. people would have a lot of ammo again to make the argument against him because he missed two Olympic teams. And if we take 79 out, which 79 was out for how many years? What, uh, I don't but 17 years? Mm -hmm. There wasn't like, a, there wasn't right. an in-between there? Yes. Something like maybe 20 years, something like Long that? Time. I mean, you take that out and you take a whole bunch of medals and world titles away from them. So, um, and this is essentially the argument when I did the, when me and Tommy did the best wrestlers, like uh, if there was a weight class, if there was a 79, is you know at that point it was Dake because he was behind Burroughs. Dake would have a whole bunch of world titles and world medals, and now it's Burroughs who actually does because they have the weight class. He's getting more world titles and more world medals because of that. Mm -hmm. Which I think is I think it's the way it should be. But, but Dake also was a beneficiary of the new weights too. Correct. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Because yep. he won two there. Yes. You could also say, and this is not just counting medals, like the better wrestler, you could say they hadn't reached his prime yet. When he did reach his prime, he kept Burroughs off of teams. Burroughs kept That's, Dake off teams yeah. in the early time, and then Dake reached his peak, and he was able to keep Jordan off of two yeah. Olympic teams. Well, or Jordan only kept him off of one so far, one, but... Yeah. Technically, yeah. he went up in yeah, 2016. Yeah, that's why it's kind of hard of to just, like... You Is know, you... so many things moving forward that are going to happen. Yeah, it... That's the thing. It's not like the, it's Jordan and then we're just wondering what happens when he retires because you've got all these guys in the not even waiting yeah. in the wings. They're currently winning right now. Like Dake, Dake could Snyder, go. Snyder, Taylor, Dake, yes. Those those three could amass a ton of stuff between now. I mean, David Taylor could very reasonably run through 24. You know, he could win 22, 23, 24. And then what Actually, are we saying? Yeah. Two-time Olympic champ. Um, and, you know, and does he – 
does he move on? Does he does he retire? Like I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that these guys are done in Paris. Um, uh, I definitely don't yeah. think it's a foregone conclusion with Kyle Snyder, who has already amassed oh my gosh three titles uh, yes, plus Snyder. four other medals, and he should win this year. You know, should have his fourth in another Olympics, and like who knows? And if if, if he is not in arguably goat of goats weight class, yeah, he is thought of in a completely different conversation yeah he's the, already a two-time olympic champion mm-hmm. uh five-time yeah, world olympic champion literal goat of goats in his way and the the thing is you can't sajalayev I, I don't see yeah, him going that's beyond the other 24 thing, guys in this argument is how many more times are russia going to be out because they're out this year and people are going to use that and then what if they're out next year too i know what if they're on the olympics very likely or I'm not going to say likely, but it is maybe more likely. Definite than it is possibility. Likely. Definite possibility, yes. Yes. Then that makes that weird, too. So, yeah, there's so many moving parts. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, yeah. Um, what the longevity some of these guys are going to have makes, makes really framing. You just need to compare Jordan with people who have already retired because comparing him actively right now with these guys that are still active is, is kind of tough. Um, yeah. So let's just skip that for a few more years. Well, it's fun. To, it's fun to kind of, uh, it's fun. It's fun. We're very lucky that we can talk about something like this where we have four guys who are on this sort of. Really? No one's even talking about Jaden Cox, but if Jayden. this was seven years ago, people would be talking about Jaden Cox because he has two titles and three other medals now. Yeah. So he was Five bronze medals. and bronze in 16 and 17. And then world champ 18 19, 19. and then 21 he uh got he bronze the team. well he made the uh, world team so the, yeah, yeah the other 21 yeah um the Olympic team though no so five medals two titles i mean right so if he gets three more medals going through 2024 that's eight and now we've got gilman has three medals including a world Gil- title like he's not that wild. far behind jaden with yeah. from a credential standpoint so yeah it's mm-hmm. a it's a pretty insane um, roster that the team USA has, yeah, yeah. When it's but but Kyle's the one who who has these audacious aspirations of wrestling till he's like, and he's still so young, and he wants to do several yeah. more quads. Um, heavyweights age well, generally, right? We've seen that in in wrestling for for a long time now, and and if he can keep Jaden off of the twenty twenty four team, oh my gosh, it's another really? notch in his belt. That is a notch. or vice versa. Yes, yeah. yes, great point. It'll be fun, fun to talk about. Um, yeah, fun times in wrestling. I'm trying to see if there's any other, um, any other questions before we go. Next week will be a little crazy because I'm no, traveling. Hey, these, what about this uh, professor and the kid wrestling? They actually kind of both got some skills. Like they're not yeah. bums. They had good stance. They got some moves. Let's, a little let's, bit. I don't know if we can play it, but let's play it. Um, I don't know who this dude is, but you know, it looks like they don't. It's funny how his arms are coming in so tight, though. Every time he gets up, it makes me laugh. Yeah, I think the shirt is restricting him. You know, you think that's sus- what it is? He's got suspenders on. He does have suspenders on. I man, never wrestle suspenders. On. Solid shot, but man, down blocking. This is uh, see, man, oh, he, see how he's so tight with his arms. Yeah. Oh, he's in. No, but. Oh, oh my gosh, they're going through the projector. Scrambles out of it. Watch it, watch it. The dude scrambles out oh, of it. Oh, he passes the leg? He's yeah, not used to that newfangled scrambling. Like, these dudes, they're not bums. They kind of know what they're doing a little bit. Yeah. 
Man, no one's going to want to give up the takedown there. <laughs> I don't know if anyone does. I didn't, I didn't make it this far. I think somebody mm -hmm. said... I didn't think it was going to last this long. He got his degree at Cornell. I thought one of the Cornell wrestlers said that they knew him. Dang. Explains well, the suspenders. I, <laughs> so much could fun. Could be wrong. Andy Bernard loves suspenders, I'm pretty sure, too. Wow. <laughs> Some beasts. Uh... That's a that you know that's a fun teacher. That's a fun teacher for sure. Also, before we go, uh, I would like to say when we did 157 tiers, we put O'Connor, Teamer, Luan, Rob, Andonian, and Brayton Lee on tier one. Whoa! Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's a big tier one. That's we a large smart. tier one. So, dang, Ed Scott uh, would have to win. <laughs> Dude, I, that's not crazy. I don't think Ed Scott winning is that crazy. It's really not. It really isn't. Um, I mean, you look at the adjustments. I mean, he beat Quincy Monday last year. Yeah, um, he he's he is right there. I know he had he took he had some losses and Cincy's wasn't great, but man, I mean, he was a. I don't know if he was he a true sophomore last year. Yeah, because he yeah, wrestled he, he yeah. wrestled as a true freshman free year. We probably yeah. would have normally redshirted moved up, moved up away. Was great all year yeah. long. With that with that room, yeah, can't count him out. Yeah. At all. Um, oh, I was going to do one other thing. What uh, were you going to do? Now, now I can't remember. Uh, oh, I know. Which, this is a question from your friend Christian Piles. Which weight is more wide open, 141 or 157? 41, I think. Because, I mean, that, that's a really good tier one. And, but, and I don't, I couldn't see. Okay, so if I'm at um, 41, Cole Matthews is number one. I mean, you could argue Real Woods or Berglund. I could see those dudes losing to someone kind of way down the list. Um, at 57, if I go down the same amount, like I have a really hard time seeing uh, a Jacob Wright or Johnny Lovett beating those dudes. Johnny Lovett. But I guess Brayton Lee did lose to Garrett Model last year, so maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That didn't count. Something was wrong with him. Think so? It counts, but it, it, yeah, he it looked. Counts. It was it bizarre. Okay. Well, right. We're going to get that guy. I got a plane to catch. Who's me and number Ollie. one? Let's go, baby. Who's number one? Tomorrow, the ladies get it started. Four Eastern, then seven Eastern. The boys get it going. I can't wait. Me and Bader on the call. Happy birthday, David Bray. I'm going to go see him soon. He's Worlds. already there. Very next day. World's the next day. It's all happening. Wrestling is so back. What is this music? What is this? I'm out of here. Dude, I can't deal with this crap. I'm out of here. I kind of love it. Is, is the kids say, is, is this a bop, JD? This is a bop. A certified bop to bring in the weekend. You got to go out with a bop. Thank you to Ty Tyler. Keep this one in the rotation. <laughs> I think this is the Thursday Senator of the Weekend vibe. This is the move. All right. Thank you, everyone. I'll see you in Michigan if you're going to be there. Goodbye. Peace.